This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 27. Hi, welcome back. My name is Thomas Miller, and this is a direct continuation of podcast number 26. So if you've caught us up here at the top of iTunes on number 27, I would encourage you to go hit number 26 first. This is part two, and we are going to, without any summary, just roll right on in to this one. We are talking about the law of attraction and manifesting, and you will get the complete background on number 26. Where we left off is basically talking about bending metal by not using all of the seven laws of the universe in harmony and symmetry when we're talking about manifesting things. Anything outside of that is isolating one of the laws and trying to make it the standout law like it's going to be our tool of manipulation. And it just doesn't work that way. So when we dance with all seven laws and we begin to work with them in that fashion, then things really start to show up in our life in a symmetric way according to the way that the universe works. Now, the law of vibration, definitely We are little magnets out there in the world. Some people by nature live a higher vibration. Some people by nature live a lower vibration. Most of us are programmed, and we live according to the programming that we were set up with in our childhood years. But ultimately, every single one of us has choice. We choose what vibration we are ultimately going to vibrate in, or maybe from. Or for you English teachers, please forgive me for ending that sentence with a preposition. But you get the point. We are ultimately the master of our own ship. We choose how we're going to vibrate. Now, if you remember the letter that David wrote, he was wanting things to show up immediately. Now, he wants to get on with it. That's admirable. We want to take control of our life, and we want things to happen. I can relate to that. But here's the deal. Impatience breeds delay. When we're confused, he was confused about how to become a life coach. Confusion brings no clarity. This strong hyper-desire makes the intention move farther away. And when we're anxious, I think it actually puts a wall of repelling up. It actually blocks things from coming to us. And then, as I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, when we set an intention, we automatically create the opposite of that intention. And that is simply for our own growth. It's for our own good. That's how we grow as souls. That's how we progress in our life journey, is through those opposites. So it really is beautiful by design, but we have this drive-through mentality nowadays that we want to just snap our fingers and see things show up. And that's not always how it works. It can work that way. You remember the letter that we got a couple of podcasts back from the nurse in the burn unit in Australia? who was poo-pooing the law of attraction. She was actually saying that all through her workday this one particular day, she was saying, oh, that law of attraction stuff is a bunch of shit, is exactly what she wrote in her letter. Yet, that day, she was visualizing a bag of potato chips, certain brand and a certain size. When she got home that night, her partner had gone to the store, he never goes to the store, and bought her That bag of potato chips, he never buys her any snacks because she doesn't eat them. 
That's the law of attraction. So while she was saying she didn't believe in it, it was fulfilling right under her nose. Now, explain that in the context of polarity and gestation and relationship and everything else that we've been talking about. Well, that one is pretty easy to see. I mean, the universe was just uh, tapping her on the shoulder saying, you might want to take another look at this. And, you know, another thing that happens is when we manifest something and we think that we've got it on a roll, then we then we start to get anxious and then we start to get demanding and we start tapping our our toe. I promise you that that nurse through the day had forgotten about that bag of potato chips about as much as she had thought about it. And we're going to talk in a minute about finding that neutral zone, because that's where some of the real sizzle is in manifestation is when we let it go to the point where we don't need it. But sometimes the universe will do that, where we manifest things quickly just to show us that it really is still there. It really still does work. And thank goodness that we get those times of inspiration because that certainly keeps us encouraged. But often we do have these emotions of impatience, confusion, hyper-desire, anxiousness, frustration. And all of that does is just breeds more of those emotions. So you can't isolate. We can't, like David was saying in his letter, you can't say, I want to ultimately develop a coaching business and leave my job and then have in the space, but I'm confused of how to do it and I'm anxious and I don't have the time or the energy and I'm confused of how I'm going to pull this off. You see, it's a total package. Again, in the book that I mentioned in the last segment, from Frederick Dodson about the reality creation technique does a great job of explaining all of this, of how we will offset our intention, and we have to wrestle through these counterintentions. But once we do, and when we come to that point of neutrality where we can literally release all of these things, see, it's the holding on to it. David, to answer your question, it's the holding on to it that's keeping it out there. Because when we desire something, desire really in universal language equals lack. It means I want something. It's not that I don't, it's, it's that I don't have something. And when we have that perspective, it just it naturally keeps it out there away from us. But you keep learning and you keep studying because as we learn these technologies and we learn the tools and we learn the way the universe operates, then we can shift into the universal flow. And that's when doors start to open in front of us. So when you hear Michael Beckwith in The Science of Getting Rich tell that story of how their church, the Agape Church in Los Angeles, got its funding almost overnight – it's because Michael Beckwith is very accomplished in these technologies and these techniques, and he led his board of directors in this very process. And as he led them in this vision of just hold that it's possible, then they were encouraged because they saw the bag of potato chips appear is in essence what happened with that. So look, when things aren't moving and things aren't taking place in your life, like I've been through this in the last couple of weeks. I told you in the last episode that I've been through a really tough couple of weeks. And for me, it was just stuff happening. You know, so like I didn't get up in the morning and say, hit me with a crisis before noon. But it was like every day seemed to have one or more crises attached to the day that was like, 
just shut me down, stress me out to no end and take the air out of my sails. I mean, it was it was brutal. And the question is, how do you turn that around? How do you shift it? Because I promise you, I didn't get up in the morning and ask for any of that. I set no intentions, but I was in a vibration that was attracting that stuff into my life. And the, what you have to do when you're in the throw of that is you have to sit down and look at yourself. What energy are you putting out? What energy field are you putting out? And that's where you start to shift that energy. Question is how? Well, that's one way where a great coach can help you because that coach can help work some of those things through as you respond to the, to the questions and in the dialogue in a coaching session with somebody who really understands energy then they can help you shift out of that. But basically, it revolves around release. I was doing some journaling and working on this just last night, and here are some pages, here's some thoughts I wrote in the pages of my own journal. Why self-help doesn't work is because we don't or won't let go. You won't grow if you don't let go. Some other, these, I'm just reading you some thoughts that I put in my journal. Where we need self-help the most is in releasing. Releasing the past, releasing ourselves, releasing rules, releasing beliefs, releasing laws, experiences, upbringing, parenting, relationships. And then you ask yourself, what am I inviting? What am I trusting? What does my intuition say? Where is there ease in this situation? Where is their massive contribution in this situation? See, and what I found myself doing is with every crisis that came on me last week is I found myself digging in the opposite way, resisting it, fighting against it, and then getting pissed off about it. And the more that happened, the universe just stepped back and said, okay, bring it. And this is where I'm telling you guys. I mean, look, I am just like you are. I go to a day job. I, uh, you know, I sometimes have more bills than month and I've got teenagers and I'm divorced at 53 and struggling with relationships and my body's aging and I have trouble controlling my weight sometimes and have to work out aggressively to keep the pounds down. And I'm going through the same stuff you are. What I'm bringing to the table is that I have done a lot of work on this to change my life and turn things around, and I do have an ability to communicate, and I'm putting all of that together and hopefully encouraging you in the process. But I'm not here for one second to tell you that I don't have challenging days or weeks and that I don't get stuck in a rut and that I don't have to go back and listen to my own podcasts half the time. I mean, life is a journey, and I'm just working all this out and happen to turn a microphone on and record some of the thoughts along the way. Okay, we're back on this trail of the law of attraction. couple of points that was just to summarize where we've been. First of all, don't forget the great law of the universe. Energy is. Everything is energy. Everything is some kind of energetic form, whether it's manifest into tangible form like this microphone or whether it's a thought that is yet to manifest. Everything is energy. From there, we have seven dynamic universal laws of how this world operates, vibration, transmutation, rhythm, cause and effect, polarity, gender, and relationship. And each one of those, each one of those has its own contribution to everything that we do in our life. Now, here's another thought. The universe, I think, has a great sense of humor. (laughs) Unless sometimes the universe throws you a curveball and you wanted a straight pitch. 
You know, if you're uh, not completely clear on what you want, you might be surprised sometimes. You know, you've heard of people saying, oh, they, they wanted to manifest abundance and a dump truck came up and dumped a dump load of manure in their front yard. You know, I mean, you have to be careful. You might get abundance, but you be careful what you ask for because the universe will, will do that. It'll The universe will play with you. Don't think for a second. The universe will play with you according to your either vagueness where you're not clear and specific or where you're too specific and in areas where you just need to lighten up. Because I guarantee you the, the universe is funny by nature and happy by nature. And the universe wants us to be funny and happy in harmonic vibration with that. When we're not, when we're all bowed up and buckled up and resisting and pissed off and fighting against it, and that's ah, not the way it should be. That's when we get it back. Mud pie in the face. Universe is saying, come on, dude. Would you let it go? And that's that was the encouragement to me. And I just I dug my heels in more these past two weeks and finally just had to have a kind of a down day of flushing out and just letting it just a big day of releasing yesterday and just kind of got it all out. I have things that I like to do that are therapeutic for me and in those times. And I just knew that yesterday I needed a shutdown day. But in this general theme of the law of attraction, don't ever forget that the universe has a tremendous sense of humor and wants you to laugh along with it. Okay, here's another thought about manifesting and the law of attraction. Set clear intentions, but without generally time limits or demands. Now, I know, I know you have a bill due at the end of the month. I know you have a time limit. You need something to show up in your life by this particular time. Well, generally, it's best not to do it this way and not to manage your life this way, but rather back up and take a more of a 10,000-foot perspective of your life and plan your life and manifest accordingly. It's kind of like, um, for me, astrology. I love the study of the science of astrology. But for me, I found it better to look at it from more of a higher perspective of personalities and how personalities are designed and interact with other personalities and how certain influences of concentrated energy show up in our life rather than the more close-up perspective of should I wear blue or green today. I don't look at it that closely. I know some people do, and I respect their ability to read it that way. But I'm just saying don't put yourself in a box where you have to call out to the universe to have something show up in a very narrow, specific amount of time because usually that is not accommodated. So the lesson or the growing point is to manage our lives from a little bit broader perspective to where these things are in place ahead of the crisis or the emergency. In other words, you know how the the sign at the printer says, don't make your deadline my crisis? You know, it's like you need it by what? Don't do that to the universe either. Another concept on manifesting is don't tell the universe how to fulfill it. Boy, being a little control freak, this one is a big one for me. You can tell the universe what you want, but don't try to read into every situation that this could be your fulfillment. And like I said, I'm tapping my own foot and pointing all of my fingers back at myself on this one because I do that. I tend to look and try to capture that something might be, oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. 
Don't worry about it. That's the thing about going back into the neutral perspective. The best thing you can do is set an intention and then throw it away. Look at something else. Get busy with something else. Do you remember the the nurse I mentioned who manifests the bag of potato chips? She probably, I would love to talk to her about it sometime. She probably got hungry, thought about it, and then went back to work. And then sometime later in the afternoon, thought about it again, and then got busy again. Here's the next phone call. Here's the next patient. Here's the next doctor running up and down the hall. And then got hungry again, and then thought about it. And then on the way home, she didn't have time to stop off. She really forgot about it when she walked in the house. She wasn't thinking about the bag of potato chips. They were just there. Knowing from experience, that's kind of a micro version, a one-day version of how this can take place over a broader period of time. Set your intention, and then really my next point is find the neutral point of that. When we can let it go to where we don't need it, we don't want it, we don't desire it, then we've created that neutral space. And when we shift our attention and we get busy with something else – That gives the universe room to fulfill. But when we want it and we don't have it, that creates lack. That creates desire. And in the universal currency, that will push the thing that we're wanting farther away from us. I think you can begin to see the value of a good coach here because if a lot of the times we won't catch ourselves in in the conversation or the dialogue. This is where it also helps if you're doing this by yourself to journal to write down your intention and then write down what starts to show up around this. Go back and read the Dodson book, again, The Reality Creation Technique, because he walks you through how to do this even by yourself so that you can see where your own blocks are. The real power in this is in two words, decision and choice. I choose or I decide. Most of the time, we are reacting to something. When we get to the point where we shift and we make a decision and we choose and we act as though it has already taken place, that's where the real power of manifesting lies. Now, there's one other point, and that is how you feel, how you vibrate equals what you attract. And, of course, if you have at all followed the teachings of Esther Hicks and her channeled Abraham, you know that's exactly her message. And somebody I found recently that I really am liking is Jeanette Ma, and her website is Good Vibe University. And there's some really good stuff. She has a pay portion, and she has a free section, and there's a lot of great stuff in the free section if you'd like to go over there. But Jeanette's message is exactly the same. How you feel during the manifesting process is what you will attract into your life. So if you're nervous, frustrated, tense, anxious, desiring, and wanting but not having, then you're going to get more of that. If you are happy and you're vibrating high and your energy is great and you really don't care about the outcome and you just give it to the universe and you leave it as a set intention and let the universe figure out how to, how to fulfill it and then go live a happy, fulfilled, joyous life, Then all of a sudden you'll look around one day and you'll realize how many things you set intentions for have shown up in your life. And some of them you won't even remember that you'd set that intention. It's just you look around one day and you go, oh, my gosh, look at all of this. It's incredible. So, again, pulse check. Do you feel frustrated, confused, anxious, demanding, resisting? Or are you relaxed? Are you at ease? Are you happy? Are you content? Are you grateful?
it is so important, the vibration that you come from, that before you proceed to do anything with the material that you've heard over the last two podcasts, go out and do something fun for yourself. Go do something that brings energy and joy and happiness to your soul, and then come back and take this up from that standpoint. I wish you the very best. I would love some comments on this and for David, our friend, who wrote the letter that triggered these last two podcasts. Thank you for listening. As always, boy, is it ever so important that we keep in mind to enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.